This month marks one year since I left my religion. This is episode number 58, and I'm Crystal Escobar. Welcome to the Wannabe Balanced Podcast, encouraging you to become the best version of yourself as you strive for balance in motherhood and business. Self-made millionaires, Sean and Crystal Escobar, will help you discover your passion and offer valuable insight into how you can make your dreams come true. And now your host, author, blogger, YouTuber, and wannabe balanced mom, Crystal Escobar. That's right, my friends. This month, last year, is when it all came crumbling down. And I kind of just wanted to use this episode to give you a year in review. Kind of a little overview or a recap for those of you who may be new to my podcast and wondering where this all began and what life is like now since leaving our lifelong religion. I don't have Sean here with me today, but I do want to read something that he just posted on Facebook not too long ago, and I'll read that in just a minute. Okay, so it all began, you guys, with episode 15, and here I am, here we are, 58 episodes into this podcast, and when I first started this podcast, my whole intention was to just talk about personal development, and in my quest for spiritual and personal development, I (laughs) pretty much was led to an awakening. And I think it was beginning, it was beginning to happen in, I think it was even episode 11, where Sean and I came on and we, it, it was titled One Size Doesn't Fit All. And it was our first time expressing a lot of the concerns that we had about our religion. But at the same time, we assured everybody that we still have a testimony of this church and that there are some issues. But I think that by us finally allowing ourselves to voice those opinions and to have a conversation with each other about it, I think we began to realize that there was something deeper to the issues that we were having and, um, and that there was something in fact guiding us to more in information, more enlightenment. And that's what I feel like this whole journey has been. So one year ago, I began reading the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And I wanted to share a little bit about that book and what what that book taught me. But really quickly, I did want to read a review. I sure appreciate every single one of you who have left me a review. And if you do want to support us in this podcast, leaving a simple review is the best way to support us. We don't make any money off of this podcast. We don't um, accept donations, but I am accepting as many reviews as you'd like to give us. (laughs) And also reviews on Amazon for my book, my life as a wannabe balanced mom. I know many of you have already purchased the book and are perhaps even reading it right now and not yet finished, but I would just love it if you guys would leave me a review on Amazon. Your reviews is really a way that you can pay us for the time that we put into the podcast and and for the book and and you know just for the time that we put into 
to our mission in this cause and all that. So we don't need money. We just need support. And the best way you can support us and help us reach more people, because that is our goal. We would love to continue to find the people that are looking for a podcast like this and that are needing what we have to share and what we have to offer, because I know how raw those emotions were a year ago when I really didn't know all the incredible resources that were available to me. There's so many since then I have come to find a lot of podcasts that have supported me through this whole faith crisis and have offered me so much. And I'm so incredibly grateful for the many people who are contributing to helping people through a faith crisis, faith transition, helping others heal and feel as though they are not alone to overcome that fear, that anger, the sadness, all of that. I found so many incredible resources, but in the beginning, I didn't know that they even existed. It took some time of digging and I eventually have found so many wonderful people who are doing, you know, contributing to this mission and this cause. And we too want to be contributors in helping those that are suffering and struggling and feeling alone and going through this faith crisis because people who have not experienced this have no clue how intense it is. It's not like, "Hmm, I think I don't believe this anymore. I'm just going to leave my religion. No, (laughs) it is intense and it is the most intense experience that I have ever endured my entire life it is an existential crisis and that is the most intense feeling of fear that you will ever experience so that is our goal we want to reach more people we want people to know of our podcast we want people to know of all the other podcasts that are out there available in which we do mention and refer to a lot so If you would like to contribute to this cause, to helping others who are struggling, then all you need to do is leave us a review or or share the podcast with others. And leaving a review, if you don't understand why that's so essential and important, it's because it has a lot to do with the algorithm on iTunes and for Amazon, for my book on Amazon, it really does contribute to the whole algorithm, the searchability and what shows up. And also when there are a lot of reviews, people like to read, a lot of people like to read reviews. And so it is helpful to have those reviews and for people to know a little bit about what this podcast is about, or when it comes to my book, then it just really helps people um, know how this, how the book can possibly help them. Okay, so I'm going to read this review um, titled Crystal Feels Like a Close Friend by Megan Saxon. She says, I'm obsessed with this podcast. I recently discovered Want to Be Balanced via Instagram by following some Mormon accounts. I left the church when I turned 18 and have been on a journey of seeking truth pretty intensively for the past eight years. I am now 34 and a mother of three boys, and there is so much content that resonates with me on several levels. Crystal is so warm-hearted, real, and honest, and the dynamic that she and her husband offer when they do a show together is awesome. I just can't say enough good things. Thank you for what you're doing. I always leave feeling uplifted and inspired. 
I started a new morning routine thanks to your podcast and YouTube video. You help give me that extra push. Well, thank you so much, Megan. Seriously, you guys, it makes me feel so good to know that what we're doing is perhaps helping people and that just brings me so much joy and satisfaction. So thank you guys for for letting me know what you think of the podcast and by leaving me reviews. So I wanted to kind of give you give you uh let you know what my plan is at this point with the podcast because I usually do about 20 episodes per season. This is season 3 and it's just happened to work out where the season will end right before summer or right before Christmas and that's when I take a little bit of a break. The perfectionist in me wants to go all the way to 60 episodes for season 3 and I'm going to do that but the kids are officially out of school this week. Kind of what I want to do is to end the season. This will be kind of like my final episode, but I have two more episodes to reach 60 and I kind of like to end it on an even number and I like to keep all the seasons the same, 20 episodes. So <laughs> what I thought I could do is just leave those episodes open for me to sporadically share a message or two sometime this summer so it's not officially over and I'm not going I don't know exactly when I will be sharing those final two episodes but I'm just going to leave it open for like as a way to go with the flow if something comes up over the summer that I have to share or they want to share I'm going to record an episode and I will finalize the season at episode 60 and then I will be back for season four once the kids start school again in August and for episode 61. So that's the plan, you guys. And if you want, I will continue to put out weekly YouTube videos. I love sharing different tips and tricks over on YouTube. I do a lot of bedroom makeovers, which is not like something I'm like so passionate about, but it is kind of what my channel is known for. It's what my my most popular videos are, are all my bedroom makeover videos. But what I'm mostly passionate about sharing is all about meditation, grounding, crystals, all types of um, personal and spiritual development. So I do want to share more stuff like that. I just share whatever comes to me that week. I'll put it into a video and I'll put it up on YouTube. So if you want to go subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can find me anywhere under wannabe balanced, but you can subscribe. And also in the description of this episode, I'm going to put a few links for all the different summer activity ideas that I've shared over the years you know, things that you can do with your kids. And I've shared it on YouTube and on my blog. And so I'm just going to put all the links of different things that I've shared over the years in the description of this episode, just to kind of help you out, help a mama out, right? (laughs) Summer can be a little stressful and intense when you got all the kids home and you're trying to keep them entertained and keep the house clean and keep them fed. Okay, before I get into the message and kind of give you a little overview of this past year, I did want to mention our our Facebook group called Mormon Enlightenment. We hang out over in that group a lot. We do live videos. Well, Sean mostly, he has a lot of amazing um, thoughts that he loves to share. And so he'll get on and do live videos and share a lot of different thoughts pretty regularly. So if you want to keep in touch with us over there and you're kind of, you know, if you can relate to what we're going through and 
would like to connect with more like-minded individuals, then go join our Mormon Enlightenment Facebook group. And we're also planning to do like a a get-together this summer and even try to plan little um, smaller meetups for people who are local. There's people in all you know, all over the U.S. in that group. So you can, that could also be a way for you to find people near you who would like to get together for coffee or whatever. So, but I did want to share the, our whole mission of this Mormon enlightenment group, which, um, is really cool how to see how much we have evolved or me especially because I remember just feeling really scared and timid about sharing the things that we're sharing on the podcast and I didn't even really think that I was going to continue to share this type of stuff but um because I was in the beginning I was in a place where I thought okay everybody can you know believe what they want to believe which I still agree with to some degree but the more the longer i've been out of the church the more i see how damaging it is to others and the more i am aware of the damage it has done to me in my lifetime so we have become extremely passionate about what we're doing and about being brave and sharing this information without hesitation but in a loving manner, we really hope to do it in such a way that is removed from any anger or resentment, but more powered by love for the people who are suffering and who are hurting. So that is our goal here. And I wanted to read what Sean just wrote in the group recently because I thought it was really described in a nutshell, our mission and how our mission has evolved and turned into this over the past year because I was not in this space a year ago. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. I was just afraid to talk about it with anybody. I was afraid to post about it. And now I just feel so confident about where we're at and our mission and why we're being so vocal about this. So let me read what Sean wrote. The mission of our group is not to simply support people in their secretive faith crisis. The mission of this group is not secrecy. It is not to hide. We want to inspire people to be open about their crisis of faith. We want people to be engaging others in hard conversations. We don't want people hiding behind aliases, usernames, and phony pictures. We want change. Change requires doing hard things. Crystal and I have done the hard things. We had the family fallout. We had the friend fallout, the diminished influence, the loss of business, all in the name of truth and change. Could this approach damage relationships? Yes. Could this hurt some people's income? Yes. Could some people feel the need to move? Yes. Could some people need to let some friendships go and rediscover new ones? Yes. Could some marriages be disrupted? Yes. Could some people be cut out of their family inheritance? Yes. For some, this is just too big of a price to pay, and that's okay. Give yourself time. Understand that the previous questions are the exact reason we must require change. It is not right. People should have the right to choose and to leave, period. Let's talk about the alternative. We continue to play small. We hide. We tiptoe around. Do Mormons realize the pain the religion has caused so many? No. Do members of the LGBTQ stop committing suicide? No. Do Mormon teens stop committing suicide? No. Are good people who have transgressed able to live shame, guilt-free lives believing they are whole? No. 
Does the Mormon church stop interfering with politics? No. Does the Mormon church stop allowing children to be abused by its leaders? No. Do they stop protecting predators in the name of protecting their own image? No. Does their pompous ass attitude of them being smarter and better than everyone else, more chosen, does that ever stop or change? No. Our mission is to inspire others to do hard things and face the consequences. Do it for your kids. Do it for the future. Do it for truth. We have done some hard shit. (laughs) We are not going to stop. I still feel a little awkward when I swear. Thank you to all you brave souls who see the bigger picture. This isn't just about you and your faith crisis, your trauma, etc. There are people who have it much, much worse than I do. I feel morally obligated to help those people who do not believe and yet they feel trapped, forever living an inauthentic life, living a lie. That's not living. We can change that. We can make it safe. We will do so. That's our battle cry. The brave ones step up. Thank you to all who went before when it was much, much more difficult. We love you and honor you. That just so beautifully explains why we are being vocal about our faith transition and why we feel the need to continue to do so. Over the past year, it isn't just about us and our anger that we were deceived. It's about realizing how difficult this can be for so many people, and it shouldn't be that way. People should be free to choose to live the way they want to live, and if it is without a religion, there should be an easy transition, not something that disturbs your entire life and livelihood. So... That is our mission, and that's why we continue to share these messages and continue to be vocal here on the podcast and on social media. And I'm feeling so confident now. I cannot believe the growth that has happened to me within this past year. It is just mind-blowing to me. I go back sometimes and I listen to older episodes just to see how far I've come and if I still agree with some of the things that I've shared and I'm just blown away with the gradual yet profound change that has happened within me in just one year. I I started this podcast about a year and a half ago and or a little over I guess just a little over a year ago and I did it for a lot of reasons. I love being able to share these messages but I also I also knew how much I would grow in my communication and like, I guess, public speaking skills by doing something that I felt so inadequate to do. You know, I didn't feel like I had any special credentials or anything unique or different to offer. And yet I decided to go for it anyway, because I knew that it would help me grow. I knew by doing this little by little, a little becomes a lot and I would see the growth in myself and I would be able to also gain much more confidence in the way I speak and how I share my messages because I would be less concerned with how I'm presenting the message and more just in the moment able to share it without constantly battling in my head like am I saying this right or oh my gosh I just said um I'm stumbling over my words you know that if you're constantly picking at yourself in your mind as you're sharing a message you will be very ineffective (laughs) so 
let's let me take you back to episode 15 which is titled what's blocking you and it was right at the time where I started reading Michael Singer's book the untethered soul and something began stirring inside me as I read this book and it was the very beginning of my awakening Michael Singer put into words exactly what I was feeling and he allowed me to recognize where this internal torment was coming from, why I constantly felt conflicted in my head and in my beliefs and struggling with so many different negative emotions. I couldn't understand why I kept going around in circles. I never felt like I was growing. It was just around and around and around and around, never getting better, never overcoming, struggling with the same things over and over and over. And I got sick of it. And finally, I was led to his book and it really taught me so much. I wanted to read a couple of the quotes from his book, but it's it's interesting <laughs> that I'm I began this awakening, or I began this year by reading Michael Singer's book and I'm ending it by reading another one of his books, which is really helping me so much. And I'm just halfway through it, so I don't have a whole lot to share about it yet, but I will. It's called The Surrender Experiment, My Journey into Life's Perfection. I've never been able to fully surrender. I've, you know, I I always heard, you know, let go and let God. And I just would never been able to do that. And I feel like I have little by little been able to surrender and let go and let God like Michael Singer explains in his book and it's been really amazing to release so much of the stress and the pressure that I put on myself I didn't even know why I had always put so much of that that pressure on me and it, it was all to do with my blog the podcast my all the different things that I was working towards all the over the past 10 years, I had so much stress and anxiety around it and I couldn't just relax, let things go and let things flow. And that is what I'm learning to do. That's what I've been learning to do this past year. I've definitely seen some major growth in myself in that area. And this book is really helping me catapult even more into that new level of surrender to the universe. So one of the very first things that Michael Singer taught me is, this is a quote, he says, there is, no, there is nothing more important to true growth than realizing you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one who hears it. I don't know if this impacts you the same way it did to me, and I'm sure many of you who are listening to this already kind of have some understanding of that because I think people listening to this are endless you know also reading Eckhart Tolle and Oprah and a lot of the same books I'm sure because I feel like the people that are listening are the ones who really resonate and are on the same path and are probably reading a lot of the same books as me so but this was my first experience hearing this and making sense of it I never realized that I am not my mind and my thoughts and to I am just the observer I am the one who is aware of my mind and my thoughts so that was really profound for me really empowering and 
extremely liberating to understand that. And another thing that I really love that he says is, if you are resisting something, you are feeding it. Any energy you are fighting, you are feeding. If you are pushing something away, you are inviting it to stay. And that really kind of goes along with his whole surrender book because I've realized how much I have resisted so many different things in my life. All the negative emotions that I was afraid to feel, I would resist and resist and resist. And it's no wonder that I was inviting it to stay. So his book really has helped me see things so much differently. Okay, so one year ago, episode 17 was when I had the panic attack. Um, The dark night of the soul officially began for me and it was the most intense thing I have ever experienced, but also the most essential and the most beautiful. And I know it sounds crazy to say that, but I truly believe that the contrast of emotions and different experiences that we have in our life really allows for a much better understanding and even more gratitude of the beauty around us and of the life lessons that we go through. It really enhances your entire perspective. So as hard as that panic attack was and as scary and unfamiliar as it was, I could not be more grateful for that experience. And I love what Brene Brown says. She says, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. And that's what happened when I chose to go down this path and do more research, question, and ultimately leave the church. It was the scariest, darkest feeling I've ever had. And I think people in the church might see that as, see, I told you, you don't want to leave the church or you will be in darkness. You will be left alone to suffer and it will feel like hell on earth. And they are right, but they don't realize that it is actually essential for us to lose everything in a sense, lose our beliefs, lose our religion and I also love um, Martha Beck's quote, how she says that sometimes the ground is swept out from under our feet because we were meant to learn how to fly. And I always go back to that because that's what it feels like, you know, but only when something so difficult and traumatic happens in our lives, will we grow. You know, there people will say all the time that, you know, when they've experienced death or the loss of someone that they love, how much they have grown because of that experience. Not not loving that they had that experience because it was hard, but they realize the growth that comes from experiencing something so hard and something so difficult and life-changing. And that's how I feel with my dark night of the soul. I'm grateful for that experience because it has allowed me to see things in a whole new way that is much more beautiful than I ever could see before. And you know, at first it's scary to have that liberation and feeling as though you're falling and 
but like I've said before in other episodes and also in my book that I felt like I was falling into a deep, dark, endless black hole and it was the scariest feeling. But eventually that feeling of fear that you're falling into a deep, dark hole becomes excitement. It becomes thrilling and you feel, you you finally learn to relax and enjoy the ride and falling turns into flying. And that is pretty dang amazing. So the panic attack had lingering anxiety effects, which made me initially made me think that, oh shoot, I now have anxiety and I don't even know how to handle this. I don't know if I will ever overcome it. Maybe I've triggered some imbalance in my brain and I now have a medical condition that would maybe down the road require medication and which is something that I never wanted to do and I never ended up having to do thank goodness but it scared me for a minute because it was so new to me and I didn't know if it was ever going to go away and I feared that but it just took some time and little by little the ang- the anxiety began to diminish and I now can say that I haven't felt any anxiety for since January but I just kind of wanted to share that to give any of you who are listening, um, I wanted to give you hope and reassurance and words of comfort as you're experiencing the dark night of the soul and you find yourself having panic attacks or lingering anxiety. Just know that as you work through and process all the different emotions that come as you make such a huge change, and you will, it will get easier and it will get better and eventually it will be non-existent. And I promise you that if you do the work on managing your thoughts and a lot of meditation, a lot of studying and research and reading, those are the things that have really gotten me to where I am now, which is a beautiful place of peace and comfort and knowing that I have access to comfort and peace at any given moment, if I'm willing to do the work on my thoughts and my mind and also allow those emotions to come in because yes, you will feel some anxiety from time to time, but it doesn't have to be this intense anxiety that sometimes escalates into a a full-on panic attack because you at some point feel as though you have no control over your thoughts. And I feel like that that type of anxiety and panic attack comes from experiencing intense trauma and losing your religion, having a faith crisis is an intense traumatic experience. So allow yourself time to fully process what this means for you in your life, in your family, in your future. Allow yourself to process it, give it some time, but know that it does get better and it gets amazing. And I always hoped that, you know, when it was a year ago at this time, I just hoped that this would all turn out in a way that I would be happy with. And, you know, people who say and predict that once you leave the church that your life falls apart and you'll feel lonely and darkness and and fear and you won't have the Holy Ghost, you won't have that connection with God. Those people who think that or predict that that's what will happen, 
that's what's in your mind at first. And you're like, oh my gosh, what if that's true? What if they're right? But I'm here to tell you that they are not right. And I'm speaking from experience. I have had the most amazing year. And I think the hardest part was the first half of the year. But little by little, it got better and better. So it wasn't like that entire six months, I was just a basket case. But the way I continued to keep pressing forward is because it did get a little bit better each day or each week. And by it, by seeing that I was making progress and that I was getting better, um, but of course there's some setbacks and things that trigger you that will set you back a little bit, but know that it doesn't set you back completely. You just may have a little pause in your growth and just allow those to happen. Allow the emotions to come through and know that you will experience so many emotions. You will definitely experience fear. Fear was my first emotion. Then became sadness and maybe at times even a slight bit of depression, but nothing too serious. But, you know, just processing the loss of something which I think that losing your religion feels very similar to losing somebody you love, but I've never really experienced um, death, but I'm just guessing and based on what other people have said that it does feel like a death in your family. You've lost something that you love, something that's been a part of your entire life, and it, it will affect you, but not permanently. It's just a process and just know that. So I think that this episode, I just wanted to offer that kind of words of comfort and encouragement that it does get better. Just give yourself some time. You will process all the emotions and then it will get better and then it will get beautiful and then it will become freaking amazing. And you'll just be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was in that religion for so long. I can't believe I used to think that way. I can't believe I used to believe in that. And it's just so dang exciting. And I love sharing all these new things that I'm learning and also just getting to a point that I think um, Sean kind of led the way on this was getting comfortable with the discomfort of not knowing. So I'm not desperately seeking answers anymore. I was at first and there were a lot of things that did help me that gave me some peace of mind, you know, things that I could believe in when it comes to God and our purpose and the universe, which I still love, but I'm not, I'm no longer going to claim that I know anything. I just love the idea of believing in something that makes me feel happy Believing is different than saying that I know. So I will never say that I know that this is what happens after we die. But I'd like to believe in reincarnation. I'd like to believe that there is a God and that we have a purpose and that this life is extremely meaningful and is essential for us in our spiritual development. So those are the types of things that I am going to stick with and because it it serves me and it makes me feel good and it keeps me happy keeps me going keeps me it it drives me because I know that I have a purpose and that as we all work to fulfill the purpose and the mission that we feel that we have in this life we are collectively expanding as as humans and as spiritual beings in in becoming more conscious you know i feel like our 
that is our goal here on this earth is to become more and more conscious and um, wake up. And by our sharing our story and doing the work and doing what, what little contributions we can do, it serves others and it serves us all. We are all connected and, and we all play an important role in the collective consciousness of every soul in existence. So that is what I, that's what I believe. That's what makes me feel good. And that's what I want to continue sharing in this podcast and on my YouTube channel and on Instagram. So you can stay in touch with me on Instagram. I'm usually on Instagram for the most part. Next is Facebook, then, then YouTube. That's where I will be hanging out this summer. And you can find me on Instagram as well at wannabebalanced. And come join us in our Facebook group called Mormon Enlightenment check my website for some summer fun activities. Go to wannabebalance.com and find this episode, episode 58. And I will put a few links in there if you're needing some ideas for this summer. But anyway, the book I would highly recommend for you to read this summer is either one of Michael Singer's books, The Untethered Soul or The Surrender Experiment. Those two are my top picks for the summer. All right, you guys, thank you so much for sticking with me 58 episodes now I'm so proud that I have been so consistent and kept this podcast going because there have been many times where I'm like eh, I don't feel like doing this anymore I kind of want to quit but then you know I let a week or two pass I just push myself to do those episodes even though I may not be feeling it 100% but I push myself to do it anyway and then I'm grateful that I've maintained this consistency because I love this podcast I love having this outlet. I love having this platform and I love knowing that you guys are listening because it does feel good to know that people are listening. (laughs) It's not as much fun if I just felt like I was talking to myself into this microphone. So thank you guys for being my friends and for connecting with me. I've received so many great emails and messages on social media and I just love it. I love connecting with you guys. I love knowing who's listening and I just love hearing your feedback. So thanks again, you guys. And I will be, I will be doing those two more episodes to get to episode 60 sometime this summer. So follow me on Instagram and I will keep you updated and informed when I upload those final two episodes for season three. But I will be back full on for season four, episode 61 in August. All right, you guys, love you. Have a great summer. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.